Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the Starline by an up-and-coming Broadway star in the tour of Dear Evan Hansen coming to a theater near you as Alana Beck. We welcome the talented Michaela Lamas. Thank you for having me. Michaela, let's go beyond the mic. Dear Evan Hansen is such a powerful show. When you first saw it, how did it change the way you see yourself as a theater artist? Yes. Okay, so I actually, the first time I was able to see it in person was right before I started rehearsing for it, which was about a year ago. Because when I lived in Texas, when I was growing up, you know, I didn't have the means to really ever go to New York or anything. And I started theater when I was 17. So uh, the first time I saw it was online. (laughs) and that honestly it changed my whole perspective when it came to musical theater it it kind of showed me that musical theater isn't just for entertainment but it also serves a purpose with our society and the way we look at things especially mental health and I had been going through things in high school like mental health issues so to see that represented in a musical I knew that I wanted to do this it kind of pushed me forward because it was one of my favorites i always listened to the the album the the soundtrack i was obsessed with it and i think it's because it made me feel those emotions that i had never felt before with theater production now you didn't start your career until late in high school why did you decide that your voice needed to be heard i so i had been you know i had been dancing since i was six and singing since I was like three, but I had never acted or anything before. But when I was going into my junior year, I saw a production of Susical the Musical at another high school in my um, city. And for some reason, that that just gave me the theater bug. Like it just, it really inspired me and it made me realize that I could do everything I love at the same time in one, you know, production, singing, dancing, acting, even though I'd, I hadn't tried it yet, but I wanted to. And by the time I was a senior and I was doing In the Heights, which was another one of those musicals that really sticks with you, my theater teachers were like, you should consider doing this in college. And at that point, I had no clue what I was doing. I was very green. So I didn't know what sort of like a monster college musical theater was and BFA programs were. But when I had my in-person callback for Texas State, it was just, I don't know, there's magic in that building. There, it was just so different. I felt like I had truly belonged somewhere. And even though I was in the process of auditioning and still figuring out if I wanted to do it, that honestly solidified it for me, seeing how much of a community musical theater could make and how much, I don't know, just how much fun it is and how how much I felt like I truly belonged once I was in my element with musical theater. And you have friends at Texas State who did Seussical, so that circle is now complete. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, that production looked amazing. I didn't get to see it because I graduated now almost two years ago. But yeah, when they did it, I was like, this is full circle. If I was able to be in this, it would be so full circle. (laughs) You have such a powerful voice. Thank you. From your roles in Nonsense and Sister Act, you're now shifting to a role without a habit. How has theater given you a stronger voice and allowing you to move from the darkness in your own life since high school? I think, so when I was in high school, I wasn't necessarily bullied, but you know, we all come in like complications with, you know, people who are mean to you when you're growing up, especially when I was a kid, I was a really, really quiet little girl. But once I 
kind of found myself it's so weird because my entire life I kind of tiptoed around theater like when I was in elementary school and junior high I did oral reading UIL competitions but it was never like acting or anything but I would always get I would always like really succeed in those things but I always told myself that I didn't want to do theater I don't know what it was I don't know what stereotype I was following about theater that made me not want to do it but I feel like when I finally leaned into it I was able to gain so much more sense of self and it really helped me sit into my confidence sit into who I was because through theater through these roles I was finding just like ways to express myself more than I had already figured out how to do with like you know dancing and singing and stuff when you know you're succeeding at something and you're working really hard at something and you you are progressing and you're failing forward it just, you know, you sit into yourself because you're spending so much time with yourself when you're doing theater and you're figuring out other people's emotions, how other people work in your brain. And I think that makes you even more self-aware of you as like a person and a separate person from these roles. Because since you are playing so many different people from yourself, it kind of feeds into your own personality. Michaela, was it fear of failure, the unknown or... Can I do this? I think it was a little bit of both. I think it was like, what would I do with that? What would I do with theater? I don't know if I would even be good at that. But, you know, you miss, you know, 100% of the shots you don't take. So when I decided to do it, it was really like I tripped into musical theater. But it really took me having to tell myself that I was going to commit to it in order to do it. But it was definitely just fearing the unknown which is our entire career <laughs> but after a while you just you kind of learn to love that i think michaela lamas from dear evan hansen joined us beyond the mic and michaela it's time for the rocky and eight it's just eight random questions answer with the first thing that comes to your mind there is no pressure great great what's the biggest adjustment you've made on the road from bus to hotel to show to bus to hotel to show i think biggest adjustment is sleep I, since we're changing time zones a lot and, you know, you get tired during the day and you're working only at night, my sleep schedule, that has been my biggest adjustment. Michaela, what's the first tattoo you ever got and where is it? Yes, this is my star sign, Aquarius. It's on my wrist. I got it on my 20th birthday. Best place in Mission, Texas. Jitters Coffee Bar. Now, other than your impersonation of her, what's your favorite thing about Mila Kunis? did you know that that is hilarious ooh, ooh, ooh. her charisma the way that she um auditioned for that 70s show and didn't tell them that she was like 15 because she wanted it that bad <laughs> her charisma and drive what's the one thing your mom stephanie can say that can instantly make you smile mm -mm. when she calls me mija or mamas <laughs> Best barbecue place in Texas? Ooh, Black's Barbecue in San Marcos. Very good. Wife went to Texas State, so I understand. Go Bobcats. <laughs> Which moment is your favorite one with your best friend, Bella Coppola? My favorite moment ever. Mm, we have a lot of favorite moments, but I think my the best moment with her or involved with her was when I made her music video for one of her singles or our first show in New York City at Arlene's Grocery together. From San Marcos, you've got to have gone to Schlitterbahn once or twice. What's your favorite part of Schlitterbahn? 
Ooh, the lazy river. The lazy river is very <laughs> underrated. It's yes, it's relaxing. If you're enjoying these conversations, please check out another Beyond the Mic episode to find more actors, artists, and people you need to know. We'd also appreciate a like and subscribe on the Good Pods app. It's time for the back half with Michaela Lamas from Dear Evan Hansen at a theater near you beyond the mic. Michaela, there is no fear in your world. Why did you let fear go? I think I used to always be afraid of what people thought about me. So I think after a certain age or moment in my life, I kind of just had to stop caring about that within reason. Like, you know, I'm not going to be dumb on social media or anything, but I think it's important to be yourself, especially in the public eye, because, you know, you're not going to be fooling anyone if you're trying to be a different person. And I feel like that also just comes with helping your confidence is being very, very, what's the word? Transparent with the people who you know follow you or people in your life. People say in life that it's very black or white, but this play is very polarizing for the lies told and the gray areas we all exist in. How has your own life been challenging to the path of success you now enjoy? Ooh, this is an interesting one. That is a good question. I think, I think being in this musical specifically is challenging because it deals with a lot of hard topics. And sometimes, you know, you go through the things that you are preaching about and talking about. So it's hard to always intellectualize the things that are happening in the musical because you know how gray an area can get when it comes to mental health. So I think that is my hardest thing, especially with press, especially with, you know, talking to people about it, intellectualizing the emotions in the show. That's what's difficult. Michaela, how has this role changed you and your future? I often say that when I first approached Alana Beck, I had to do it with no judgment. Um, and I had to do it with a lot of empathy. Um, so I think playing someone who I normally wouldn't or um, someone who is very different from who I am, I think I had to empathize a lot. And doing that just, you know, increases your empathy for people in general. And it really puts a lot of things into perspective, even though it's just a, a character that you're working on, it a lot of it rings true in real life. So I think she has taught me to judge less, empathize more. And for my career, I she is a pretty hard nut to crack. Like she seems easy, but she's, she's very hard and she's very thankless. So I think that has been a real challenge for me. Well, how has vocalizing thankfulness been easier for you because of this role? I... Technically, because of this role, I being on tour, period, it has been really hard because it's also my first tour ever. And like this, it's a whole nother beast than, you know, being on Broadway because you're constantly in one place, you're in one home. I think this show specifically has opened up a lot of emotional grievances and things because the more you work with material like this the more you think about it in your day-to-day -day life because you're always surrounded by it and it's brought me closer if anything to my family and to my friends because playing someone who masks a lot and who keeps things in gets frustrating because you start to see other characters point of view 
on this character and you kind of reflect that in your day-to-day life so when i've been playing her for so long playing someone like this it's made me more open with my emotions with my what i'm thinking when it comes to my family and my friends because playing someone who feels trapped like that is it's really hard so who on the cast have you bonded with yes me and pablo i mean which makes sense because he plays he plays jared We've been tight since the beginning. He's awesome. Pierce Wheeler, he's one of our Evan Jared understudies. Elena, who is our Zoe. Ugh, love her. I love her to death. Honestly, like pr- pretty good, like friends with everyone since it's such a tight knit cast. And also Jeffrey Cornelius. He is he is one of the closest people to me in this cast. He is awesome. He's our Evan alternate. But in the company alone, I'm very close to our, our music director, Garrett and a lot of our company managers and our stage managers are awesome. It's all just, they're they're great. They're all really great. You've said, Michaela, quote, we call ourselves artists, we don't put ourselves in boxes, and we allow full vulnerability in front of one another, unquote. How did your time at Texas State change the way you look at acting and theater? Yes, woo! Let me tell you, it built the way I thought about theater and this business. Caitlin Hopkins, who's the head of our program, she, truly changed my life she made me realize that you know we are artists and when we allow ourselves like i said earlier to fail forward to 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 lean into the unknown into the fear it we grow so much more and that's where your confidence comes from because you're not putting yourself in a box you know i can just sing so that's what i'm going to do that's what i'm going to be good at you're allowing yourself to fail in all other areas so that you can get better. And it's never, it's never going to be a thing of plateauing. It's always going to be, you're always growing. You're always learning. And that is the number one thing that I learned from Texas state that I have always kept with me. Cause you know, in auditions, you can feel so you can beat yourself up about why you didn't get a certain thing or a certain role, but she truly taught us how the business works, first of all, so that we're not overthinking everything and how to, you know, lean into those losses and just try to be better and try to grow. What's the one thing you try to accomplish on the road at every stop? Ooh, that is a good question. I try to sightsee, but that doesn't ever happen because <laughs> I'm always tired, but I will at least... I love seeing the new gyms every city that we go to because the gym has been like an important part of my daily routine. But yeah, that's, that's what I'd say. (laughs) Was there a moment on tour that beat singing the national anthem at a Lakers game? Ooh, That is a good question. I surprisingly, I went snow tubing in Salt Lake and that has been the best time I've had on tour. Yeah. So who has influenced your path musically and which Broadway star do you relate with the most? Ooh, that is a good question. Ooh, Patina Miller. Amazing. She, she inspires me. Well, is there someone if that, if you could have like 50% of the career, you'd be like Sif, you'd be like perfectly happy. I got it. Anna Uzeli. She went to Texas state. She was like, my big sister she was a senior as a freshman now she's leading new york new york she was in six she was in once on this island she's also in dear edward on apple tv she is phenomenal and it's crazy whenever we hang out it's like nothing has changed and it's so 
awesome to see that because you can see that she has kept her heart full and she has maintained being like the amazing sunshine of a person that she is even though she has been in this business for a while now and I think that is so awesome to see that some people will you know get a little jaded or blah 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 but she consistently is real with me as a friend and I appreciate her so much for that because she's also amazing. <laughs> Mikaela, you talked about fears of doubt earlier. How is auditioning from this role? I mean, the did I get it? Did I not get it? Change you? I think, okay, this was one of those auditions where as soon as I left my first initial callback, I had a feeling like, you know, that good feeling that happens in the room, but it's scary because that happens a lot and then you, you don't get it, even if you get that feeling. But something about this specifically, this creative team knew how to you know, talk to me as a person and guide me through these callbacks. I think after I did do it and I found out that I got it, I was obviously in disbelief, I almost fainted on the phone with my agent, but it made me realize that I had done all of this hard work and it paid off and that that is always a possibility. It's never always going to be a no. And I think it kind of, yeah, it, it kind of motivated me after this. It, it made me realize that I truly can do this and I can do it again and again and again and again. Even though there might be, you know, hills and pitfalls, whatever, it really motivated me after I got this. When you got the call and you got the part, after you make that high-pitched squeal that only children and small animals could hear, yes. who was your first call? <laughs> that day is like a fever dream because I called so many people I could tell that I was allowed to tell in the span of like 20 minutes. But I had first missed my agent's call. I missed his first call, so I got his voicemail. <laughs> so I woke up, it was like 10.30 a.m. And he was like, oh, I have an update on David Hansen. And I was like, oh no, like my heart sunk because I was scared. And I called him back. I remember him telling me like, oh, you're not gonna be able to do this other job that you were gonna do because you're gonna be Alana Beck. And I was like, it was such a huge like, it's crazy. The the your your body truly goes into fight or flight. And I was dizzy. I had to sit down. He had to explain to me what was about to happen in the next like week. I hung up and I immediately called my mom, obviously. And she didn't answer because <laughs> she was at work. And then I called my grandpa and he cried over the phone, which he that man never cries. <laughs> and then I called Anthony norman who plays our evan because i i had known him previously and he knew that i was in finals for this and he knew that he was already um evan so I, we he was in central park and i was like i need to facetime you and he was like did you book it and i was like no no no, no something else so i facetime him and he knows he knows what's about to come out of my mouth and he was like he was like what did you book it? And I was like, yes. And he was screaming in Central Park. It was awesome because we were about to go on tour together for a year. Yeah, it it was it was special. And then I called other friends um, that were very close to me, but I had to be careful because I couldn't tell many people at that at that moment. But yeah, it was it was really special. So on the road, what items do you spend irrationally on? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I. We'll go to Sephora on a payday and go to town <laughs> when I should not be doing that. Yeah, makeup. <laughs> it's it's bad. It's bad. But it's like it's like a, a like 
an itch I need to scratch sometimes with makeup, but it's every once in a while. It's not, it's not every time. Cause you know, I have to do a lot of saving that. And honestly, food, ordering food and even groceries that takes up a, a large chunk of money sometimes. So what's your go-to comfort food? Go-to comfort food. I think it would either be mozzarella sticks or sushi. What kind of rolls? California rolls, but I've been really into rainbow rolls recently. What's in a rainbow roll? It has, it's sort of like a California roll, but then it's different each each place. But on top is different, like a different assortment of raw fish. Michaela, what scares you financially living in New York? Oh, <laughs> is that even a... <laughs> It's it's really rent that is always everybody's you know thing. I this tour I'm so grateful is giving me a chance to save so that I am not super scared going back to New York. I've already made like living arrangements, which is really cool. Um, that's nice to know, but it really is rent and how just everything is more expensive and it gets more expensive every year. That is what kind of sucks. But as long as you're working. Exactly, exactly. Why should people come see Dear Evan Hansen? I think Dear Evan Hansen sparks a lot of important conversations, especially after you see it. And I think, like I said earlier, it allows you to empathize with others. And I think everyone who sees a show is going to see themselves in one of the eight characters, or two, or three, because all of these characters have one thing in common, and that's wanting human connection and i think people will relate to that pretty hard and the conversations that it's going to spark after are going to be really really important it's time for one big question with Michaela lamas from dear evan hansen on tour right now Michaela, what's the best lesson your grandmother norma gave you she she that woman taught me how to stand up for myself through and through because she was the same. She, was, she wasn't hard-headed, but she knew what she deserved, and she fought for it. And that's what she taught me. She has a tattoo of the star symbol Aquarius on her wrist. She loves Jitters Coffee Bar and Mission and loves the Lazy River at Schlitterbahn. Who doesn't? Akaila Lamas from Dear Evan Hansen, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much for having me. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.